I don't know, to be honest. Um, last year, that was good. Uh, without any tournament, actually, probably the, the worst season was after the China when we we we, we played. I think that's probably the worst beginning of my season. So, but I think I'm I'm good right now. So we will see. Last, last season, how difficult was it for you? Uh, I guess emotionally, to not have Jamal out there in the court. And I mean, we talked about we talked about that before. Uh, I mean, I even told tell him like, don't if you're not ready, don't come back. So I'm. I'm kind of in my mentally. I was ready. Not, not uh, I was ready to not have him. To not have him. So uh, I mean, uh, it's uh, it was normal for me, you know, in some kind of way. I was prepared myself, so I'm not. He's not going to be there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I'm of course your host, Jeff Morton. Okay, this is continuing our series on the seasons. Uh, it's the season of no excuses, and uh, believe it or not, I'm going to be talking about. The guy you just heard talking right there, and that is Nikola Jokic, the two-time MVP. Um, it's going to be sounding weird to to include him in the season of no excuses thing. And honestly, this isn't uh, a podcast about criticism. Uh, this podcast, uh, this series is about how this is really the culmination and maybe even the last... Uh, if things go badly, this is the last of the of the era that we are talking about. This really is um, a, a year with everyone being healthy, knock on wood as of this recording, with everyone being healthy, this is the um, this is the year of no excuses. You cannot uh, the last two years you fell back on injury. Um, the year before that was the bubble, uh, which the nuggets excelled in. Um, but this year is the year where everyone's coming in healthy and real and a bunch of and and a couple players have come in to kind of augment the Nuggets defense and stuff like that with KCP and uh, Bruce Brown. But really, this year is about a, the core of this team being like having this being the denouement, so to speak. The this is this is the put up or shut up year. Because regardless of what happens during the year, this could be the the last of what we see as uh, uh, what we've been built up of as the core coming into this year. And the reason I'm talking about Nikola Jokic right now, and this probably will be a little shorter than the last one of Michael Malone. Um, one of the reasons I'm talking about Nikola Jokic right now is that he... Uh, there is only one area the two-time MVP can, I think, can improve. That's it. There's only one area where I think he has struggled. Um, and some of it's on him and some of it's on this other guy. Um, but I've talked about it over and over the last two years. But um, there has to be a way to bridge the gap in the mentalities between Michael Porter Jr. and uh, Nikola Jokic. And, and my argument has always been since Jokic is the guy who initiates the offense, it is up to him to make this not maybe totally up to him, but, but it, 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 let's just put it to you this way. He's not, he's not, um, he bears some responsibility in those two not being able to uh, have a, a, a meeting of the basketball minds, so to speak. Now, let me clarify something. I don't believe that these two have a bad relationship. 
Um, I think they have no relationship, and that's different. Um, and I don't think they understand each other. Um, Jokic has a, has a has a particular way of looking at basketball, and uh, more than any other player on the team, he has a way of looking at basketball that is very based in in coming up in Eurobasket and all this stuff, and coming up with the Serbian national team. And if you saw Serbia play uh, this year in Eurobasket, uh, I saw a little, but. I mean, based on the reports, they they kind of they kind of have this this everything for the team kind of mentality that you really don't get with AAU basketball or even even college basketball. Although college basketball is probably more similar to that, um, but it really is different from the American approach and the more American bring up. Uh, and that is why it was a challenge for years to find the right pieces to fit around Nikola Jokic. Um, you have to find players who are willing to uh, constantly cut so he can be the person to find them in certain in their areas. Um, and, and, and in some ways, Jokic has to adapt to American basketball, which is mean, he means, A, him being probably a little more selfish than he wants to be. And I'm and, um, not using selfish in a pejorative way. I'm using it in a good way. Um, he has to learn to like look for his uh, because that is the crux of what NBA basketball is based on. Um, when you have a variable of Michael Porter Jr., though, it is completely different. Uh, MPJ is based entirely around the American approach to basketball. And um, he is by far the most stereotypically American um, slash NBA style player on this roster, more than Jamal, uh, even more than uh, Aaron Gordon, who really made his bones at Arizona as being a defensive player. Uh, he was misused completely in Orlando because they he, he had no choice. Um, so Gordon comes in here and he and he kind of fits in really a lot better because he came up knowing exactly what he excelled at, which was defense. Um, and Porter comes in being a guy that was told he's a star and uh, was supposed to be the number one or number two pick in the draft. Um, all of everything in his life points towards him being uh, a feature, the feature crux of an offense on his own team. Um, and the Nuggets' difficulties with Porter have been the bridging the relationship between Jokic and Porter in a basketball sense. And Jokic bears... Um, responsibility with not wanting to deal with it. His body language when it comes to Port Mike is pretty terrible. Um, and that has always bugged me because it's kind of passive aggressive. Um, and who knows how they handle these things behind closed doors, but I, I never liked that. Um, but in order for this season to be the way we think it's going to be, you can't have a mindset of, well, if it doesn't work with Mike, we'll just shunt him off to the bench kind of thing. And in order for this this experiment, this project uh, of this version of the Denver Nuggets to work, you have to make it work with Porter. And th you have no other choice. Um, and the Nuggets approach to Mike has been, I, I I will talk about that in the Michael Porter Jr. segment of the season to no excuses. The Nuggets approach to Mike has been um, questionable. Um, but, uh, and, but 
a lot of Mike bears a lot of responsibility, maybe majority of responsibility of where he is. And plus he's got the injuries his it's been stunted. It's, it's just hard to get that kind of linear growth from someone who's had as many challenges as Michael Porter Jr. As well as being, as I said, stereotypically NBA American basketball, which does not, which in, in it's, inherently does not fit with the Mike and Nikola Jokic's approach to basketball. Nikola Jokic's approach, approach to basketball is fundamentally about um, the team with added NBA mentality. And Jokic has more than any player I have ever seen him play with in this time with the Denver Nuggets, including you know, Danilo Gallinari, who those two did not have a good relationship. Um, uh, more than even Gallo. Uh, it has, he has struggled with Mike. Um, and in this season of no excuses, um, if this is going to work, Jokic is really going to have to go out of his way to, to help make it work. Um, people are going to hear this and say that absolves Mike of a lot of, uh, responsibility of, of his role in this. And like I said, I will deal with that aspect when I get to uh, Mike in the last episode of this series. Um, but we, it, since we have discussed that, uh, you know, um, and some of it is Malone um, and, and his relationship with MPJ, but this is the NBA folks. And really, unless you are going to relegate a guy to the bench, which would be a very risky thing for the Nuggets to do, um, you're going to have to make this work. You paid him an, an enormous contract in order to that to make this work. And by the way, uh, this was an organizational decision to give Mike that contract. It wasn't just Tim Connolly. Um, this was uh, made in conjunction with everyone in the front office. Okay, so let's not let's not put this on Tim Connolly that Michael Porter Jr. got this contract. It was uh, the Nuggets were uh, affirmative. And in this, and and quite frankly, you shouldn't penalize someone for having you know injury concerns, which is what it would be uh, exclusively is, um, and that's an NFL shit kind of move. Um, so how can Jokic bridge this gap? How can Jokic be the person to begin to see how he can make this work with a guy who looks at basketball fundamentally different, not necessarily wrong but looks at basketball differently than he does. Um, and I will get to that on the other side of the break. But first, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wazi in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They're always online at bfwdenver.com. Get some of that uh, 2018 Cabernet that is on the, uh, the website. Um, you can go, you can have it delivered to you, or you can pick it up uh, at Blanchard Family Wines. It is not on tap. It is not available um, to drink in uh, uh, the restaurant, but it is available as a bottle, so you can pick that up. I highly recommend it. But they got whites, they got they got blends, they got reds, they've got um, rosés. I mean, uh, partnerships with Western Slope Wineries, which is. Uh, uh, a lot of them on, uh, are are very good. There's a Syrah that is actually very good that comes from the Western Slope. I I, I suggest checking that out. Um, but you know they also got their own stuff, and you know the Blake Street Blend and the uh, um, the Merlot is is not my favorite, but it's still good. 
Um, and uh, they have other varietals as well. The Pinot is of, is the classic because these are uh, California grapes. So check those all out. Go to bfwdenver.com and pick yourself up some swag, uh, book yourself a table, or or just uh, do do you know, just check out what they got to offer in in terms of events. Once again, they're located between 18th and 19th and Lake and Wazee in beautiful Lower Downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They are always online at bfwdenver.com. They're on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. When you go in or you talk to them, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you in the year of no excuses how can Nikola Jokic contribute to making it work with Mike Porter Jr. and there is one one very specific thing that he can do and some of it is classic point guard stuff. And once again, folks, if you're listening to this, I will address Mike's side of this when I get to him on the in the last episode of this, okay? So if you're screaming at the podcast thing that you know, I need to talk about Mike uh, and his role in this, I will in the last in the last episode. How Jokic can help is identifying where Porter likes the ball. And there's several things that the Nuggets have done um in this it, like experiment is what I'm going to call it, with with someone with the talent of Michael Porter Jr. that they they've they've kind of wanted him to be Clay Thompson who's but six foot ten six foot eleven okay that's exactly what they want and if you've seen Mike and Jokic stand next to each other um, they're the same height okay these these guys uh, Mike is big Mike is a giant human being. Who has uh, a, the a shooting stroke of the gods? But if you see Mike play basketball, there are certain things he likes, where he likes to shoot, where he likes to go, and the what the Nuggets have done, and some of it's on Mike, um, half of it's on Mike, but the, what the Nuggets have done is kind of say you shoot, you go to the corner first. Now, Adam Arez has said that well, no, they mean that you need to. That's just where the offense is going to begin. So he made the, on the lockdown nuggets, he made the um, um, Steph Curry analogy where he just sprints to the corner. Um, here's the problem. Michael Porter Jr., as I just pointed out, is six foot ten, um, And he doesn't uh, run with the same speed as a uh, six foot whatever Steph, uh, Steph Curry. He doesn't. Um, and one of the things I, that ha, I have struggled with, with the Denver Nuggets is they tend to identify him as something he is not. Um, he is not a quick, lithe, um, guard. He is a very large human being who doesn't go as quickly as guards do. He can't be Clay Thompson, folks. And I think where Jokic can help, since he is the crux of the offense, is understand where Mike likes to get the ball. Fine. Send him to the corner on a break if you want him to do that. But also identify where he likes the ball. So if you want to have one of the best pure shooters in the game um, go off, you need to know where he's you need to know where he likes the ball. And uh, it has been confounding to me how the Nuggets just don't seem to identify that. And some of that's on Jokic. Jokic, 
as I as I've said over and over and over and over again, Jokic's perfect team, perfect idealized team is for Gary Harris's and him. Okay. And by that I mean people who just cut to the basket constantly, people who just um are are basically Phil Jackson's wet dream. Um if you if if you, Nikola Jokic was running the triangle, um Phil Jackson would have 14 championships right now. Okay, that's that's he is 100% <laughs> he is 100% who Phil Jackson envisions uh as a as a classic crooks uh and uh pinch post operator in the uh in the triangle. And that part is just not possible as we've seen recently in the NBA. You can't constantly have people cutting. Um, particularly once again, someone who is as big and as injured as Michael Porter Jr. is, um, he can cut to the basket and he can get rebounds, but having someone like con- con- like that constantly cut to the basket is a injury risk. And the best way to do it is to find out where Mike likes to go. Where Mike likes to go is really above, not at the corner, but above the wing. Um, and, uh, also basically in the, uh, where Jokic goes with the pinch. I think if you see where Mike shoots, he shoots a lot from those two places. Uh, he team, he seems to like to be able to get enough separation and pull up from there. And I think where Jokic can help is identifying where he likes that. He's not going to have a problem with veterans like KCP and Bruce Brown and um, people who are just coming in and, and are just there to know a role. It is whether we want to admit it or not, Jokic has to identify that Michael Porter Jr. is a star mentality kind of guy. And star mentality kind of guys don't look at it the same way as others do. And in this year of no excuses, that is really what Jokic can do to improve. Identify where Mike likes the ball. Identify that and make some attempt to accommodate that. Not all, but some. Okay. And I think I think that will actually make this process a lot smoother. And uh, once again, I'm gonna reiterate, I will address Mike in the last po- in the last podcast and I'll address what he can do to meet Jokic halfway. I'm just addressing from Jokic's perspective at this point. And that's really the only place that that uh, I think Jokic can improve. His defense is, uh, you're up against it due to his lack of certain athletic ability. You're only going to be able to, to improve his his defense so much. Um, he's he's good quick-handed. He's improved um, tremendously, even from a couple of years ago. So, but he is limited by his athleticism. Um, so I'm not, I would never ask him to do that. Um, and, and, and people have talked about his leadership. I don't think that matters. Jamal's back and Jamal's more of that type of person. Um, I, I think they missed that from, uh, Jamal last year. And I'll address that, uh, in the next episode, which is on Jamal Murray. Um, but this one is more about Nicola. Basically, the only area he can improve is kind of stop the passive-aggressive stuff with Mike and identify where he, he likes it. And if it fails, obviously, the Nug- this version of the Nuggets team will uh, not be the same. Obviously, Nicola is not going anywhere. I'm speak- speaking directly about MPJ. So if it doesn't work, then the Nuggets have a lot of decisions to make. Uh, about about Mike and how they approach the roster going forward. Um, 
Jokic is not going anywhere. He's the two two time MVP, um, and nor should he. This is this is the way things are, and I'm not criticizing Jokic. This is one of the this is the purpose of this podcast is to identify where these guys can improve in the season of no excuses. And I call it the season of no excuses because this really is the last of the continuity era. There has been some changes this year, but I mean, wouldn't nothing which I, that I would call wholesale um, uh, trading a um, oft injured and declining Will Barton is is not a big change. Um, Monte was probably a little more seismic because they lack a uh, true backup point guard other than Ish Smith, who you know is supposed to be only getting spot minutes. So that's really where you are. Um, and this is going to this year is going to precipitate change, and we'll see if the if Jokic can on his end find out where Mike likes the ball, get him the ball in those spots, and see if he's be, who would be willing to do that. Um, in the last podcast, I'll talk about Mike's issues on defense, uh, his once again his relationship with Jokic, and um, Mike just not being so. Um, Kobe-esque, uh, for lack of a better expression, uh, with with his approach to basketball. But we'll talk about that in the last episode. Uh, so thank you all for joining me on this one. The next episode is going to be on Jamal Murray. Um, and um, my one concern for Jamal coming into this year uh, is not what everyone thinks. And uh, I will definitely be, be talking about that. So thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast CSG podcast. I will be back soon, a couple days with another episode. Goodbye.